This episode may contain content of a graphic nature. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. I'm Nikki. And I'm Mariah. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Body to Burial. Hey, everybody, welcome back. I did just want to provide a trigger warning in front of today's episode. This week, we will be discussing stillbirth. So if that is a topic that you just need to avoid to keep your heart happy and safe, please skip this week and join us back next week where we'll have a new episode. Or you can head over to our Patreon page where we do have a library of bonus episodes. If you just still want to spend part of your week with us, we do have something there for you to listen to. Otherwise, here we go with today's episode. Okay, so for today... We have one of those jobs that I don't think you've probably heard of. I hadn't heard of it before until I kind of stumbled across it in one of my midnight rabbit hole, what kind of, you know, occupations exist in the world. And I found this really unique one that I think deserves a little spotlight. So we are going to welcome Danny. And Danny is what they call a remembrance photographer. Now she works pretty exclusively with an organization called Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep. And they focus on families that have maybe a child on life support or that was stillborn or, you know, kind of in end of life situations. Now she does off, I will say she does also offer remembrance photography for pets or hospice, things like that. But this was something I had never heard of before. And I didn't even know was a service that was provided. Okay. Oh, is this one going to kill my soul? Am I going to cry? I mean, I think a little bit. I think a little bit. You know, this isn't necessarily forensics, right? But it is, but it is somebody that comes in down the line and that is dealing with that transition from life onto the next journey, whatever you believe that to be. Um, And this is someone that's kind of bearing witness in those moments. And I think that that's really incredible. And I think that there's a lot of healing that can be had from her services. And she must be one heck of a person to be able to to show up and be there. Right. Yeah. I, this is a job I know I can't do now that we're even just talking about that part. Cause it's making me sad already. I don't think I could, I could never do it. Cause I couldn't help. I, I couldn't help not be emotional. You know what I mean? I don't think I could not spiral just because I imagine uh, we had a good family friend who had a little boy in the oncology unit and I couldn't even walk through there. Uh, you know, seriously, it was just painful because it's like, thousand percent. these are these little itty bitty babies yep. or toddlers or kiddos that just don't deserve to be where they are, Yep, you know, no. and that to me, I could never wrap my, my brain around. And I always got angry, not necessarily like tear. I definitely would tear up, but it just became this more like outrage anger. So I don't know how I would do up close and personal with it on a daily basis. Okay, here we go. You know, I'm going to take you on another roller coaster <sighs> of a journey. So this is one of the ones. So just you can pull that lap bar down, <laughs> buckle in. Oh, God. Okay, I'm going to try really hard not to be emotional. It's okay if you do. Okay. I, it's an emotional topic. And you're a mom and right. And so I think that that also like pulls on your heartstrings a little 100%. bit. 100%. Yeah. That's okay. Let it flow if it comes. Okay. All right. Let, let me get Danny. 
Danny. Yes. Hi. Hi. Welcome. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time to join us this afternoon. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Okay. So remembrance photography, I'm picturing that as somebody that's reached out to you who maybe has a loved one that's in hospice or maybe is doing an assisted suicide or. Yeah, I do. I definitely do like anything you could think of. I've even been asked about the end of a dog's life when you know that your dog is at the end of his life and they know they're going to be putting him down. And I was going to do that, but actually then the dog passed before they ended up being able to put him down, which was super sad. Um, But yeah, any of that stuff, I I don't want to say I love to capture those moments, but I really do have a heart for being in those moments with people. And I have the ability to, I don't want to say disconnect, but reach a different part of me to be able to emotionally be capable of being in the room for that and do my job. Yeah. I mean, it's a very specialized kind of area to work within. And like you said, it takes a very particular type of person that can be present in those situations and not get emotional because it's not about you. So the thing is with that, the backstory of me starting all of that was I actually became a photographer because I lost my daughter at 16 weeks and two days into my pregnancy with her. I'm Um, so sorry. That was really, it was really hard at the time. And it was not just losing her, but she was my fourth baby and she would have been my second little girl. So it was like the picture perfect. And so my kids go 22 months apart, my oldest, my second, and then 26 months apart. And then my two girls were going to be 22 months apart, like my two boys were. So it was like this picture perfect. Oh my gosh, my family's going to be complete. And, you know, it was everything, you know, in my head. And as with anybody, you know, when you lose a baby, it's awful. And I went in and they're out of nowhere. I mean, genetic testing all came back great, found out she was a girl at like 12 weeks. And we had announced, we had just announced. And I had had a very normal ultrasound a week before where we like double checked gender. And then all of a sudden she was gone. It was Christmas day and I figured out I couldn't find her heartbeat, but I didn't freak out and figured I'd just wait for my doctor's appointment. And I never anticipated hearing the words, there's no heartbeat because, you know, just days before we saw her. But within that, I had actually asked to be induced because like I said, this is my fourth baby. I'm like the crunchy, all natural mom. So I wanted to give birth to her because I wanted that closure of holding her and seeing her. She was inside of me for four months. That's a long time, you know, and going from walking in pregnant to walking out not pregnant, you want that that closure. And I knew that that would give me closure. But the doctor that I had at that time actually wouldn't allow me to be induced. I had a retroverted uterus. And so it was actually dangerous for me to have a DNC, but I didn't know that at the time. And he essentially forced me into a DNC. And I begged him for fingerprints, footprints, any of that. And uh, he refused to give me anything. I had nothing of her existence. I walked in pregnant and walked out with absolutely nothing at all. And I had to go home and tell them like she's gone. 
and I don't have anything to show for it. I have an ultrasound. And they actually had originally thrown the ultrasound in the garbage. I had to ask them for the last picture of my baby and they had to fish it out of a garbage can. And so that's where all of this started. Danny, I know you work with an organization called Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep. Can you tell us a little bit about that organization? Yes. So now I Lay Me Down to Sleep is an organization, it's a nonprofit, where we have volunteers that dispatch the calls and volunteers that do the photography um, and volunteers also actually just separately do editing for us photographers if we can't get to the editing. But we come after we get a phone call, they'll dispatch out, say, a 37-week baby that has passed away and this is their condition. Then one of us volunteers, there's right now in the Nashville area, there's about six or seven of us volunteers. And one of us will say, I will take it. And then we will go to the hospital and take pictures of this baby with their parents or without if they wish. But we kind of tend to try and I don't want to say push, but we try to encourage them to to do those pictures with their babies because it's the only ones they'll ever get. And a lot of times they do choose to be in the pictures and we take black and white images of the baby and their parents or just the baby alone while they still have them there in their bodies there. We do that not only with babies that have passed away, but also babies that have fatal conditions or we know are going to pass away soon after birth. Like I actually, there was a little boy on life support in that he was going to be passing away and the family wanted images. And so they reached out to me and I took pictures of this baby on life support. I actually took my best friend for this time because it was a very emotional one. We did it together and I took pictures of him on life support. And they also wanted pictures of him passed away so they could actually hold him because on life support, they really couldn't hold him or be in the pictures with him other than being at like a distance holding his fingers and stuff. So I said, look, why don't we split it into two? I will make two trips. I will come one for when he's alive. So you get some of your baby living and breathing. And I actually sent video for that one too, because I wanted them to be able to see his breath. And so I got images of them then. And then we got home and about an hour later, I got the call that he had passed away. So then we turned around, went straight back to the hospital and went and took images of his parents holding him and being able to touch him for the first time free of wires and things like that. And so it was, it was really special to be on both ends of that. And with that baby in his last moments and as well as when he was free of all those things. So that's essentially what now I lay me down to sleep does. And we're not tied to doing both, but a lot of us do because we understand it's, this is a family's, last and first time they're ever going to get to hold their baby. So it's so important, so important that they get to have that. And I know what it feels like to not have that for myself and to hold nothing in my hands of, you know, my daughter's existence. So it it's closure for me and it honors my daughter every time I get to do that for another family. Oh, this is a hard one. That's so sad. Yeah, it is. It is I hard. Mean, <laughs> and to be honest, I've learned that it is okay to be emotional and cry with them and share your story with them because there's something very powerful about not feeling alone in those situations that you tend to, to feel like you're walking it completely alone. 
Yeah, because I mean, it, it just you it, talking about it, I'm already crying. I don't know why it's just so emotional. I don't think I could, that would be so hard to be there in the the moment and these experiences when it's the these people's worst moments in their lives. But you are giving them something beautiful, which is going to last forever. I mean, I won't even lie. This is not just like a selfless act of kindness. It also is very rewarding on my end. And a lot of people don't understand it. This last family allowed me to share their son because I think it's powerful to be able to share it. And somebody asked me, why don't you put trigger warnings? And I'm like, because I don't believe a baby in any form is a trigger. And I understand for those of us that have lost, it's really hard, but I can't find it in my heart to put a trigger on somebody else's child. They should be treated in the same way you would treat a live baby. I don't only take these pictures. I also handle every baby as well, posing wise and stuff. So I have the honor of holding these babies too in some of their last moments sometimes or just after they pass away. And I feel connected to them in the way that, you know, they're still a human being to me. You know, I'm not holding a dead body, dead lifeless body. I am holding somebody's child. Oh, I don't know why I'm having such a hard time with this one. <laughs> it, <laughs> I'm trying yeah, not to no, cry. It's hard. And now I lay me down to sleep is an incredible organization and they take care of their volunteers too. And we have a 24 seven line of therapists who actually donate their time to talk to us if we're having a hard time after a session because it's <laughs> triggering for us too sometimes. So they selflessly give of their time and talk us through so that's really nice, too, that they offer that. Yeah, because it's got to be like that for even babies and people that you're doing for animals that you're with them in that experience and hospice people. And like all of it has to be hard to see emotionally. It is. It definitely. And I don't want to say it takes its toll because really, I feel like it is healing for me in a sense. Like, I know that my daughter's life directly impacted another family because without her, her life and her death, I would have never become a photographer because I wasn't a photographer when I lost her. I had always wanted to be. But when I lost her and I wasn't given the chance to hold her or have anything of her, it was my life's mission to become a photographer for now I lay me down to sleep. So then I threw myself wholeheartedly into it. I'm going to learn this and I'm going to be good at this and I'm going to honor somebody else's family with this because I needed that and I didn't get it. So actually a year to the day that she passed away, I received my acceptance letter into now I lay me down to sleep one one year to the day. Wow, that's crazy. So it was pretty incredible. Like I felt like that was like a sign from her. And what's interesting too is every year on the day that she passed away, Every year since I've gotten a now I lay me down to sleep call and they are not an everyday thing. We get one or two a month. That is so crazy. What other sign can yeah, that be? Exactly. You know, like I'm like, oh, I know it's her and I got to take it like I cannot say no. So it's been incredible work, life changing. And there's nothing like connecting with those people. Do you ever keep in contact with these families afterwards? I do. Actually, a couple of them have friended me and found me. And one actually just recently did that where she posted my pictures and thanked me. And that that was one of my hardest sessions. I dedicated seven hours to that session. Generally, our Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep sessions are like 15 to 20 minutes. But this baby was on life support and she started to pass away on life support. 
And so at that point, they wanted to baptize her and they wanted images of her being baptized. So I ended up staying for a very prolonged period to be there through that. Oh, how beautiful is that for the family? Yeah, it's remarkable how much variety there is in this work. I mean, babies that have passed from gestational diabetes to just horrific things like just an accident and delivery. And I can't even fathom those ones that are like, you go in thinking you're bringing a baby home full term and healthy, normal, everything's good. Yeah. I mean, losing a baby in any way, there's nothing like that. But to go in expecting to bring your baby home and then they're gone. It's just, do they know about you? Like that, say that that's a scenario that happens. How would they know about your services? Does the hospital know about you guys and then say this is an option? That's what we do. We reach out to several hospitals. We market to the hospitals or in the area. So they know about our program. So they know to give these families that option. And so we'll reach out to the nurses and the staff and share our information in hopes that they will pass that along. Okay. Okay. So yeah, because I've known a couple people that have known that there was a problem and the baby was going to pass away once they are born, but they actually have time to prepare and set something up like this and do some research. But yeah, the families that it's just so sudden, they don't have time to prepare and even know that you guys exist. Yeah. So our organization has grown immensely, even over the few years that I've been working with them. It's word of mouth is amazing because if the hospital doesn't know, a lot of times like a friend will know or a family member will know about now I lay me down to sleep. And so It's been amazing to watch the whole organization grow so much. Are other cities and other states, do they do this too? So now I lay me down to sleep is nationwide. So you can, you can reach out to now I lay me down to sleep in any state. There are some cities that don't have as many photographers or are in need of photographers, but the organization is available in every state. That's fantastic. It's amazing. And most of us are willing to travel pretty far and dedicate our time to it or move things around so we can do it. It's hard work, but it's super rewarding. Yeah. I don't know if I could do it. I would be crying the whole entire time. Even when other people are crying, I'm instantly just crying. I can't help it. I try not to, but it'd be be hard for me. I've stepped away before. I've had to step out of the room before, like, regain composure because I truly believe it is totally okay to show your emotion and cry and let them know like you feel for them but then it's another to actually burden them with your emotion (laughs) or uncontrollably or something like they're comforting you (laughs) yes exactly there's a line exactly because yeah it's such a private moment too that you're a part of. And that is the thing I walk in and always remind myself like this is somebody's most vulnerable moment. You need to walk in there and have your stuff together. Did you do photography on the side where you just like took pictures of your family and stuff like that? It was like hobby. I always loved photography, but ultimately her death was the push that I needed. It was like I have a purpose and I'm going to go do this and I will work for this organization. And it's not actually, they really vet their photographers. It's not easy to just get in with them. You have to show your work and like size it in a specific way, do it in black and white 
and you have to pass that test basically to even be considered. Yeah, because I'm picturing almost um, pictures of just like hand holding and, you know, not necessarily faces or more candid. Is that kind of what it is? More candid photos? Depending on their condition. If the condition is horrific, there's a lot of skin tearing and stuff like that because it does happen depending on how quickly they deteriorate after birth. And sometimes the baby will pass away days before they're delivered because they didn't know that the baby passed away. In that case, their condition's not going to be as good. If their condition's really bad, we'll do more hands and feet and things. But otherwise, we do face, we do ears, toes, fingers, all the little details. I guess, Danny, it's categorized as, and I don't know if this is the right terminology, but more lifestyle photography. It's not posy pictures. No. And we do have some posing, but we actually, the hard part is when you're handling a baby after they passed away, you don't know what you're getting. Some babies are very rigid. Some babies are very floppy and there's no way to really pose them. Because the worst part is risking tearing their skin while you're handling them. And that's really heartbreaking as a mom to watch. So as much as we can, we try not to move them because their condition goes down really quick. That would be so hard. Yeah. But but those are pictures that like, I'm just even thinking of, you know, after my kids were born, you get the newborn pictures and whatever else. And if you lose a child and you don't have those pictures, but they existed and they're not on your wall, like that's beautiful that you can give them those pictures to put on the wall. When we try to always encourage the parents to get involved simply because a lot of times in the moment you feel so overwhelmed by emotion. And then a few weeks later, you realize you don't have that and you should have done it. And it's better to just take those pictures And if you never look at them, you don't, but they're there because you're in shock. There's nothing like the feeling of just finding out your baby has passed away. It's not easy to think clearly. A lot of the moms are on heavy painkillers or they're sedating them. Like the one that I said with the baptism, she thought she was coming home with a healthy baby. So like they had to heavily sedate her because she was super emotional. I mean, as a mom, I, I can't even imagine I would be off the wall. You would have to sedate me too. So her decision making wasn't going to be what it would be if she were not on different medications and things. So we always try to to be like, I know that in the moment, it might not seem like you want this, but this is your only opportunity. So maybe let's take the picture. And then if you don't ever want to look at it, you can choose not to, but you have it and it's there. Yeah. Did anyone ever ask you to come and do the funerals? I did one actually a year or so ago we did the pictures at the funeral home and all that and the siblings yeah and they treated her like a live baby and we got pictures with all the siblings in a comfortable setting and that sort of thing so kind of do all over wherever they need me to go it's it's so sad but so fantastic such a bittersweet thing like it's beautiful and it's heartbreaking (laughs) all at the same A hundred percent. Yes. A hundred percent. That's exactly like when you're talking about it, I'm like, it's so pretty, but it's breaking my heart. There's a listener listening that wants to volunteer their time. What's the process like to volunteer with Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep? So it's sort of a long process. It's good because they vet and they want you to be committed to what you're doing. You know what I mean? Because this is a major thing that you're letting somebody into and they don't take that lightly. So 
you go to the website, you submit an application, and then you have to submit what they ask you for, which is a couple black and white images to show your work. And then from there, the training is really extensive. You go through some serious online training and every year there's new training. So then you have to watch the new training videos to resubmit yourself to volunteer again. So they definitely don't just hand over any photographer because they want these families to know that the people we're sending are quality. It's like major application process and training process, but it's worth it. Um, I can 1000% say I do over and over and over again. And I do every year. That's incredible. What an amazing organization and what a fantastic opportunity you provide for families when they probably don't even realize the gift that you're giving them in the moment. Yeah, it's definitely it's one of those things. It's like sometimes they go back and forth and they're like, and they'll call us and be like, you know, what? we don't need you. We changed our minds. And then we'll call back again and be like, never mind. We do want you to come. I feel like there's probably a lot of obstacles to work through as a family member considering bringing somebody in for this because it is a stranger and it is an intimate moment. And it's do we want this? Do, mm-hmm. do we want someone there? So, yeah, I could see families grappling with the decision, but I could also see a lot of healing and relief that would come from knowing I do have these. I do have these objects that I can touch and these pictures that I can look at. And I think that there's so many opportunities to have remembrance photography. Yeah. And I think everybody does grieve differently. Some people don't ever want to look back on those moments and are like, I don't want to remember my loved one that way. Then there's others of us that are like, this brings me closure to have these moments captured, these last and final moments. It's not for everyone, but it's a beautiful option for those that could find absolutely Danny this was an incredible conversation I think it was really an honor for Nikki and I to give you the platform to highlight what you do and the services that you offer I think it's beautiful and thank you for doing that for families it takes a very strong individual to be able to show up and be in the presence of moments like that we thank you for sharing your story with us and with our listeners and bringing us into this world that honestly i'd never heard of before it's it's incredible thank you guys absolutely have a good rest of your day awesome you too, you too. bye so how are you doing over there this one was an emotional one for you well i think for everyone i think <sighs> yeah. for everyone this was a toughie it was yeah A couple of times it got me. It did. But I'm not good with anything with babies or animals. So I knew this one was going to get me. But what a beautiful thing for the families. Yeah. I mean, I think for the families, they probably have a hard time even understanding how much they're going to cherish those photos she takes. Because I do feel like it would be such a whirlwind event that I would be numb you know, to even processing what's happening. So I can only imagine, you know, months later, years later, whenever they decide to look at those photos, how grateful they're going to be that they have them. Oh, breaks my heart. But I mean, yeah, there, that is something that you're going to be grateful and that it's actual professional photos instead Mm -hmm. of just on your phone and, you know, just random, you know, you take a couple of pictures that there are ones that you would have gotten once, you know, they were born and newborn photos, you know, so you have that for your family. I think it's really neat that she does that. I think it's a very hard job and I couldn't do it for sure, but I think it's a really neat job. Yeah. And I think that it's neat too, in the sense that, because 
if you're getting an iPhone picture, there's somebody taking that picture, which is probably your partner or spouse, which means they're not in the photo. And so both parties get to be represented, which I think is really neat too. Right? I think so too. This was tough. I certainly would not be capable of doing what she does. I would be a puddle on the floor and not able to separate at all. I don't think so either. I thought it was great though. Yeah. And you know, what a, what a full circle for her because her loss has impacted her life in such a positive way. That's pretty beautiful too. Yeah. No, I th- I thought it was really, really sweet, really nice, a sad job, but great for the families. And great that she could do it. Yeah, because she's getting that closure and she's getting those moments where she feels like her daughter is channeling her families. And that's pretty awesome. I know. I like that, too. All right. Well, hopefully next week isn't going to be so sad. We can move on to. Yeah, maybe we can go a different direction next week. Yeah, go go somewhere else. Yes. So we'll see. Well, see you next week then. Okay. bye. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us. We do encourage you to follow us at Instagram at Body to Burial. Hit us up on Twitter at Body to Burial. And you guessed it, you can send us an email to hello at bodytoburial.com. If you have any guest suggestions, just let us know. Please hit the subscribe button or follow button on whatever app you are listening to. Thanks so much, guys. See you next time.